my name is JB Wakefield. Um, I am uh, in my basement in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, uh, I work in New York City. I'm in financial technology. Um, I've done the grand to grand two and a half times um, and, and did the Mauna to Mauna um, as well. So um, I've done a couple of these and, and, and really looking forward to doing another. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for taking the time to, to talk with me today. I know you're, you're extremely busy, you got a really demanding job, and yet you're here you are. So I really appreciate that. Thanks, thanks. No, it's good to, good to talk to you as well. Yeah, so JB, let's talk about your um, like what you do currently. Like, I guess maybe we should backtrack for a second. I'm kind of uh, all over the place. Let's talk about just like your life in general because you ran, like you were saying, you ran grand to grand a couple times, but you also have a very, like we were saying, demanding job that requires a lot out of you. So, like, what do you do? So, um, I work in financial technology. I, I run a, a a trading platform, um, and it just is basically. Working a lot with technology groups, um, regulatory groups. Um, we have a lot of customers, customer meetings, customer outings. Um, it's it's pretty high demand. Um, I have long days like today. Um, uh, uh, kind of uh, had had eight meetings today on a Friday, which I think is 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 deeply wrong in, in just about every way. Um, but um, yeah, so it's kind of uh, it's a global responsibility as well. So um, just as soon as the, the trading day is over in New York, um, you're monitoring the, 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 the open of the Asian markets as well. So it, it, it's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, it sounds like pretty variable, I guess, but also just demanding time-wise because it's not just a normal nine to five where you're kind of on multiple, multiple time zones, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's I mean, I think that's difficult. Um, definitely a, a little bit different from the, Previous times I've done the Grand to Grand, I was living in New York, um, so I didn't really have commuting as an issue. Um, but now I also have an hour and a half commute each way. Um, so all those are, you know, kind of challenges that will factor into doing it. But um, yeah, my days are long and demanding, and I don't have a lot of time, uh, disconnected time. Um, you know, my my work week, um, we all had a, a just a kind of a little trading issue uh, last Sunday night. So, you know, my, my, my work week started, starts sometimes on Sunday, Sunday evening. So that was a long one. Interesting. It sounds like yeah. it kind of keeps you on your toes, I guess, time-wise, but also it's probably very hard to structure things. Yes. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it, it is just, it just kind of grinds you down, um, uh, a little bit. It just, um, it's the time's not completely mine. Um, you know, things come up, so it does make kind of getting getting kind of living a normal life is, is a little bit a little bit challenging um sometimes just and and you know i have i have uh four kids as well um that that you know i i do the parenting for and so uh you know it's it, between i go from one job to another um i i love them both but uh <laughs> it's busy yeah definitely that is something that um it's it, it's another challenge in life. It's a great challenge, obviously, but having a family is so much more demanding on you than just having a job. Because if you want to do, say, say grand to grand, you have to pencil in your family. Oh, pencil in. That sounds really bad to say that. But you have to kind of schedule things around because like family is important. Your job is important and a yeah. race is important as well. But at the same time, you can't just push your family aside because you're training no. for a race, right? No, I think that's, um, that's exactly right. You know, just, just thinking about doing this race in September and, you know, trying to figure out uh, um, 
two sons that are in, in, in college, just trying to make sure that I'm going to be able to get them to college and all organized before I get away. And um, so, you know, I think you know, I always make the joke about these when people, you know, when we talk about this race that or, or really any race, right, is getting to the, fit, the getting to the starting line is is really the hardest part. And I, I think for no race more than um, the grand to grand, because, you know, you, you, you're going to be going there and then kind of unreachable for a week, hopefully unreachable for a week. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so I think that's that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge that kind of starts this at this point in the year. Um, how do you handle all your work responsibilities, your family responsibilities? Um, how do you prepare everybody for that fact that you're not going to be around for a week in September and still train, right? And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think um, I'm hoping they'll put a Peloton on New Jersey Transit and then I can ride on the way to work and, and out. But I, I don't see that likely uh, at this point. With a job that that's that is that demanding and with a long commute and everything, how do you find time to balance everything? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just a, a, a challenge in, in general. Um, and I think it's, it's a lot about, uh, and it's, and it's super hard to kind of carp, carp, uh, carp, I'm going to get that word out. Um, kind of, kind of separate everything into to categories and, and forget one thing. It's hard to leave your job behind and just think about kids or leave the kids behind and just think about working out. Um, that's, that's, um, pretty, pretty difficult. Um, and, and, and it's just kind of a never ending challenge. Um, you know, I think a lot of just kind of mentally trying to move from one thing to the other, um, as much as you can. Um, and that, that's, that's, it's a, it's a massive challenge. Um, so. Yeah, honestly, like I, I find it really like inspiring or motivating. Cause like for myself, like I do have a demanding job as well, but it's very flexible. Yeah. Like things come up and it's like a lot, a lot of work for like a few days and it's like a little slower and then whatever. And so people like you that are constantly doing these really demanding things day in and day out, yet still find time to train. I find that really motivating because I feel like if you do want to do something, you're going to find a way to do it and make it work versus making an excuse. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think, Listen, I love my job and I like, I, I, I think doing the job that you have would be very difficult for me mentally because, you know, I, I just, I kind of like to keep moving um, and, and, and keep busy um, and having a bunch of different kind of random challenges kind of works for me mentally. If I had like a long project or a long creative project, I think that would be more difficult for me to handle. So I, I do think you end up sometimes in a position that fits your like mental kind of makeup a little bit. Um, and, and, and I do there. So, um, I also think that like from a training standpoint, um, you know, uh, I, I definitely, I probably will get to like the starting line having spent less time training than anybody who's, uh, um, uh, on the starting line. And that's, that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm not, uh, if I win, then there's, that's a really bad sign for the race that something really horrible happened. So, um, so, you know, it, it, you have to pick your spots, um, be smart, um, and, and, and work, you know, I don't waste much time when I'm working out. Um, for the most part, I'm going to try and work out, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty hard. Um, and, um, that's, 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 that's just the way I have to do it. And that's fun. That's fun too, right? Like, 
you know, figuring out how you're going to get all this stuff done is, is, is to me kind of the race starts a little bit now for me, um, as you, as you start to factor in and it's really a more, it's a fun part to have in your life. So, um, it's a, it's a different project to work on. That's a, just, just a little bit, a little bit more relaxing. Yeah, no, it definitely makes like a lot of sense. And I specifically with the job, like, I guess a lot of people's jobs now are like, you have a lot of screen time, a lot of time on your computer or your phone. And like, I don't know about you, but some days I get so sick of staring at my phone and just like messaging and emails and all these different ways of communication. And like, on one hand, it's great because you're able to get a lot done, but you're also like, like, your brain is just fried at the end of the day and you need a break from that stuff because it's, yeah. it, it can eat at you after a while. Without a doubt. I mean, I have, you know, I have, I have two, like one, one for work and one for personal. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, use one, put it down, pick up the other one, um, all day long. And, and, you know, my kids make fun of me, you know, like they do an impersonation of me looking at my phone and being like, you know, so it's not, they're not my, I haven't, I don't know about everybody else, but, um, between the work phone and the personal phone, they're not universally bearers of good news. Um, I've, I've found, um, and, and, and typically are, um, bringing you things that maybe you don't want to do or, or messages you don't want to hear. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, it, it is, it is draining, uh, to have. And, and I think increasingly, you know, people after having a long day of, of interacting either on social media or, or professionally, and, and then are using the phones also to be, you know, their, their vehicle for some relaxation time, whether it's watching a show or a podcast or, um, you know, we see people playing games on their phones on the way to work um, and stuff like that. So it, they, they are pretty intrusive. So. Yeah, definitely. I would totally agree. And I think that's one of the interesting things about society nowadays is where things are just so given to us. And we have, we have basically every bit of information available at our fingertips is through our phones or a computer. And getting out and getting away from that is kind of an abnormal thing, especially for people that live in an urban environment, which I don't know about you, but that's one of the draws that I have for just going outside in general. It's like, it feels so natural and it is a little uncomfortable, but it's also very freeing that feeling anyways. Yeah, no, I think um, for me being outside um, is, is, you know, kind of asked you a little bit earlier about how you kind of man manage it all. And, and really that is spending time outside. Um, and it's difficult, you know, I live in New Jersey, right? It's the most populated, population dense state, um, not known for its physical beauty, obviously, um, despite being called the garden state, but um, there's still like opportunities to get outside. There's a, uh, you know, there's um, a long uh, canal kind of gravel path near us and a couple of little pieces of woods, nothing, nothing like Canab really, not, you know, not of that kind of beauty. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's where, um, that's where I wear, get away from things for, for, for an hour or two or whatever, um, is, is outside. Do you feel like being able to take, um, let's say even like an hour or two just away from the city and being a natural ish type of environment, do you find that really relaxing and like resetting for you? Yeah, that's, that's definitely where I reset. Right. I mean, that's, 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 um, you know, again, it's not, not, not the greatest beauty around here, but I, I have my places I can go. Um, and depending on what kind of workout I'm in, in the mood for, um, we really, really nicely, uh, about two weeks ago, we had, uh, five inches of snow. So, um, took the kids on, on kind of all my normal places to go and, and, and went through the snow in, in them. And it was really, really, um, 
relaxing and you know just the fresh air uh fresh cold air um just just uh that's you get back and you're you're kind of tired in a good way um uh, kind of in a different way than if you spend all day um stressing in the city yeah i totally agree it's interesting how just even going out like just for a short little run or a hike or something you can just it can totally change your mindset on things and then if we amplify that to something like at grand to grand where you don't really have a phone you don't you're definitely not like emailing people or like like worrying about work at least after a couple days like it can really change people's perspectives on life and and really what they they care about most yeah uh i mean i I don't think it's why i go um it's it's but it it, well i guess in some ways it is right um i uh, if you wanted to just get away from your phone there's ways that you could do that without um, getting, you know, without having to hike 170 miles as well, or run 170 miles. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the reason I go is certainly the mental part. Um, but you, you know, it's, it's that, that, that point where you drop off your bag, um, on the night before you head out to the, or, or the, 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 you know, day or afternoon that you're heading out to the Grand Canyon, you know, when you, you know, it's, it's this kind of sweet goodbye to your phone, you know, a passionate embrace, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to see you for a week, you know, um, and, and certainly very disconcerting, I think, and, and disorienting um, to then not have it, right? And not have it for a week. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know what the, you know, how they handle now. I mean, some people use it as a camera, but I will just flat out not bring mine. Um, I think that's that's just important to do. It's important um, for people to understand that their families can survive, their their businesses can survive for a week without, you know, it's, it's pretty egotistical to think like, oh my God, what are they going to do without being able to reach me for a week? It's like, you know what, they're going to, you know, you get back sometimes to the office after going through this huge adventure and people are like, were you on vacation? It's like, yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. So like, they don't, don't, don't even notice. So um, yeah, I think the just it's very disorienting and very um you can see people you know just a little bit nervous about it um at first but you know by the by the first evening you, you kind of start start thinking about the how nice it is not to be not to be tethered to it anymore um and how it i mean <clears throat> you know that if when you have your phone um they're they're great right i can you can talk to your kids, you can um, find out whatever piece of information you want. Um, but um, without it, you know, you can kind of all that part of your life, all those things that you do, all those issues that you ha- yeah, may have personally and all of your work problems, like they're kind of not available. And and that's, that's a good thing. Um, I think you said, um, you know, just in terms of being present or whatever, I mean, it's, you really get to a point after a few days of the race where you, you are nowhere else, but at the race, you know, because there's nowhere else you can be. And I think that's, that's super healthy. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement. And it's, it's interesting, but also it's like one of the key, at least in my opinion, one of the key selling points of grand to grand, like I, I love running, I love being outside, but yeah. just the fact that like you can go out there and even if you did have your phone, like 90% of the time, there's no cell phone service. So a lot of like the staff and the volunteers right. are, really not able to communicate with the outside world and it's one of the greatest things and 
like that's one reason why I'd like to run the race someday is simply for that. Because like when I go backpacking and I don't have my phone or it's very limited as in just using maps or something, my mind just feels like it, it functions a lot better. Like I feel like I can think through things more logically and I'm not getting stressed out about something happening 5,000 miles away that really wouldn't influence it, influence me at all. No, I, I, a hundred percent agree. I mean, I think you, you get out there and you, and you realize that, um, I mean, I think, and you probably had the same thing on, on backpacking is that you, you, you slowly become kind of, uh, like way, um, you kind of recede like a little bit, like to the point where you just, and I, I always remember by the end of, you know, by like kind of that Thursday or Friday, you, you, you worried about your feet and your food and like really all the other issues that you have in your life have kind of been, been put away for a little while. And, and, and that's good. Like it's good. And it's, it's it, to put everything in perspective, they get to a certain point, like I just need to take another step or I need something to eat so I can take another step. And it's, it's, I think super refreshing to have your uh, problems re- reduced to ones that are so elemental and and so innate to and, and really were the problems for human beings for multi, multiple millennia was like yeah i need to take another step i need to get something to eat so you're kind of going back to uh just a more natural um way um of of being and thinking and when you initially signed up for grand to grand the first year did you think that you're going to take that lesson out of the race or is that something you learned while being out there yeah, no. So the first time I took to Grand to Grand, I, I got there and realized I had no idea why I was there, what I was doing. I felt so underqualified. Um, again, you know, I think that I, I met some people in the um, in the airport in, in Las Vegas, come down and you know, or look fit and 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 you know, they were talking about their training regimen of walk, running dozens of miles through the Alps. And, you know, I worked at the Equinox, you know, under my office in New York city before work, that was kind of my training regimen. So <laughs> I think when I went there, I didn't know what it was going to be like, and it was kind of cool that way, um, to, to, to do it. Um, and I did find it weird. Um, just, uh, I, I remember, I think it's a fifth or sixth day. Um, you, you or fifth or sixth stage, you, you run up through this riverbed and I just remember running up this dry riverbed. And it was beautiful with these like mesas or buttes or whatever they are um, all around you and beautiful sky and like being totally there. Like there's no other things in my life but being there right then. And um, and it just felt so good. And um, then when you get back and spend a night in Canada and then go drive to Las Vegas and, and get on a plane and you know, next thing when I was living in the city, you know, kind of right you know, 24 hours after you finish the race, you're walking around New York City and it's weird. It's like a, like a Christopher Nolan movie. You're like, like, what is this place? And they have so much good food here. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I, I think, and, and, you know, I think also uh, the people who I work with uh, and, and work for me um, both love when I went to do, do, do the Grand to Grand or, or um, one of these long races because I came back and I was so chill. And and not all those little problems like, hey, it's no big deal. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I think it's it's it because it, because your needs become so elemental, you realize of how many of the the problems that you have in life and, and, and at work are kind of not that important. And or you can put them in certainly in a lot, a lot more um, uh, perspective. Um, and I think that's been really helpful 
subsequent to that first time getting back there with a lesson you did not, I did not think I was going to kind of learn, um, but to come back and, and just be able to put everything in a little bit better perspective. And that, and that is a glow, you know, I think we, you know, that's a glow that lasted, lasts for a while. I mean, everybody feels better after a week of vacation, but that, that, that lasts. So, um, yeah, it's an important part of it for me. Yeah, I've actually, like, anecdotally or just visually have noticed this amongst people that go, like, at the first day, everyone's kind of nervous and still kind of, like, stressed and thinking about work a lot. And as the week goes on, it's like, you just start talking to people more because you can't stare at your phone all day. You can't distract yourself with work. You have to talk to people. And maybe initially it's semi-forced, but then people become really good friends. And that's all they're thinking about is just the next day and, like, okay, how am I going to help myself? How am I going to help other people? And you really just live in the moment versus this kind of like semi-distracted world that we live in outside of the race. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I love the the the, the cast of characters that that you run with is is one of the real benefits. You know, I, I work you know in the financial industry in northeast you know in the in the you know in the pole of New York City, and so most of the people that you that you that I interact with are similar, right? I'm professionals in, in, in one way or the other. Um, so to go out there and meet people first, I think it's 25 or 26 different countries is fantastic. Um, it's, uh, and, and people from, you know, work on, um, you know, in like, uh, one of the guys I met the first time was like, worked in the oil business and from he's an English guy working and in, in, in from in Equatorial Guinea or something like that. So it is great to see these people. And, and like you said, without a phone, like you sit around in a circle and on the edge of the Grand Canyon and just talk to people like you never have time to do that. Like when would you ever ha have time? And it, it is uncomfortable at first and, and a little bit awkward, but um, uh, it's healthy. I think it's, it's pretty healthy to do. Yeah, I would think that, mo I guess, probably everybody on the planet that works in a place like we do, like at least in the United States, where you're consistently on a screen or like maybe even just say like white collar workers for the most part, like you're always distracted by doing something and work now follows us home. But when you physically remove the work aspect from your life, I guess the communication aspect, which is your phone or computer, yeah, you can't, you could sit there and try to worry about work, but it's like, how long could you worry about something when you don't have constant updates about it, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I mean, it just, it, it, it is that your, your world becomes very temporal and I think that's good. Um, and you have time, you know, there's just the minutia of, you, we sprint through our lives um, on a rushing from one place to another. So to have a time to talk and introduce yourself to somebody you don't know, or to um, look around you to see the incredible beauty of the race. I love that part. I mean, part of the, the reason I signed up for the race the first time was I just love that part of the of the country uh, and I've been all over it. So, um, you know, that just having that ability to just slow things down and, and um, it's just really great. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's so interesting too how, and I'm kind of repeating what you've said previously, yeah. but just, just when you're out there just living in the moment, it's like all these little things start to matter to you. Like, okay, like, I got to get to this next checkpoint. It's five, yeah. five miles away or something. And you're with someone maybe you just barely met the day before, maybe just met on the trail like that day. It's like, it's the most, I don't know. It's the most authentic way to live in the moment, I guess, because 
you're just out there living versus kind of creating arbitrary or contrived challenges for you. You're just living in the moment. It's, it's yeah. a really cool thing to watch and to participate in. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I, I think always the other part part is you, you get a chance to spend a lot of time with yourself. Right. And, and I think that's another part um, that that's certainly helped by being kind of disconnected to the electronic world, but um, just um, like to have some time and, and being, you know, running through, I could say running, but that's probably most likely walking fast through uh, uh, this beautiful countryside, beautiful country and, um, and just having time to kind of commune with yourself and, and work through, uh, I, you know, I, it's like you spend a lot of time with yourself and, and, and that's great. Um, and, and you should, so it, it's, it's, we rush around and, and how many of us, like you, I go through a whole day and I probably don't have kind of 20 seconds that not, that's not filled with some sort of stimuli, um, a lot of it electronic. And so it's, it's so healthy, I think, to, to dis, disengage from that, um, for a week. And, uh, I, I love that part of it. Definitely. This yeah. is kind of like a, a random, well, not random book, but have you ever heard of the book called the comfort crisis? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah. It's from, I think if I remember right, and don't, don't quote me on this as I, as we yeah. do this publicly, but, uh, the author I think is a, is a Nat Geo explorer type guy is a journalist. Yeah. And, um, he was just got really curious into like why people want to do hard things and like the benefits of doing hard things. And even if they are contrived or, or not. And, um, the book is just really interesting because in one chapter he goes to Alaska and it's, it's for quite a few weeks and they're out hunting. And he talks about how like he was just didn't have his phone. He had no service. So he's like, okay, I'm going to read the labels on my cliff bars. I'm going to read the labels on my jackets. But he's like, after like a few days, you can only read the labels so many times and your brain starts to wander. And he talked about like, how amazing that was is to be in your head and to think through things and not be distracted and how much better he felt doing that and how hard it was at first. Cause we're so used to being just flooded with stimuli all the time. And here he was, it's like, I'm going to read a cliff bar wrapper and then this, and then suddenly it's like, right. he started yeah. seeing all these little nuances in the world. And he said it was really fascinating. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I think that's so, that's just so nice to, to, I think, you know, we, we do jam so much stuff in and it just starts, uh, you just start throwing stuff out. Right. I mean, so stuff comes in, you know, for, for 51 weeks a year or, 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 or whatever. And, and to have a week, um, where some stuff starts going out and, and because you don't need to think about it. Um, or, and so it does, it, it is like, uh, it's, it's kind of like, a um, decluttering a little bit, um, um, going through that and, and having, I agree, like having less, kind of verbal or, or words, um, going through getting, 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 uh, all the time. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty healthy to just, just be able to kind of drift, um, mentally because uh, we don't get time for that and it's all we do. Yeah. I think it's very helpful for us. And I've noticed like on myself or for myself anyways, like anecdotally, just going out on like short runs or hikes or backpacking or something that just how much easier I'm able to think through things when I'm not distracted yeah. or like, are you, do you ever like, do you ever like get on your phone to do something and like you see a notification and suddenly you're like, why did I just spend 15 minutes doing nothing? And you forget what you went on there initially for. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, um, yeah. And so, I mean, to have, um, 
you know, something like the grand to grand, you know, long, you get a lot of the same things in, in a longer workout um, to have like a, a, a single task that you're not going to deviate from for whether it's an hour or for, if it's for seven days. Um, um, that's, that's, you know, a place of refuge uh, and, and, and why I like doing that. So, um, yeah, I think that's it's super healthy and, uh, you know, good, good, something we should all do. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like the main takeaway we should all take from this show is that like a digital detox is super important, like mentally and physically. And we all deal with high levels of stress. And even though running a race or fast walking a race is a stressful in a way, it's also probably one of the best things we could be doing for our bodies at this moment in time. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the physical benefits, um, uh, are, are also evident and, and probably uh, you can get a more accomplished athlete than me to describe those. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think that, um, it's, it's, it's good to have the digital detox, but you know, for, if you want to, if you want to challenge physical challenge, if you, if you want to be outside, if you like being outside, if you like that part of the country, um, then those are, those are, good things to have to do and what I, and really why I first started to do it, the digital detox is just like a a huge kind of ancillary benefit um, that, that, that happens when you do that. Definitely. Well, JB, let's wrap it up here. I'm sure you got family to see and (laughs) friends to hang out with on this this Friday night. So um, thanks again for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And I'm excited to to hang out with you again for a week in, in Kanab. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll, I'll see you out there. Um, yeah, we met that. We've met out there, right? Yeah, we, we did. Yeah, like, years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we're both we're both noticeably younger, if I remember correctly. <laughs> did you interview me like at, on the day two? And there's like bugs around. Was that you? Probably. I've I cut my yeah, hair since I, then, I, so maybe yeah, that's yeah, why. I think it was you. I think we're I think we we're <laughs> hanging out, and you know, like uh, um, at the end of the second day. Like just outside of Kevin, you've probably interviewed a billion people, but we're sitting there. But like, there's like, you know, like the one place in, in Utah where there's actually like a mosquito issue. Yeah, it's always so, how it happens. And when you want to do an interview, there's always right. a plane flying overhead or bugs or something. Right. right. So you go to the Mount of Mount of uh, Mount of Mount Yeah, I was out there. I think I remember you there too as well. That yeah, was, that was interesting. They're not doing that anymore, are they? No, it was a permitting like rain issues. Yeah. I remember everything was wet that entire time out there. Oh my God. That was, that was always like that, um, Forrest Gump, you know, when he's going about all the different kinds of rain in Vietnam. Oh yeah. Like, it was like rain that came in sideways, like heavy rain, like rain. That was, that was, uh, that was a test, but that last campsite by the beach was insane. That was so, oh, that- so pretty to camp by it. And, and, uh, that like to finish, I think it was the, 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 fifth stage i guess or whatever the penultimate stage and mm-hmm. it was like across the lava and then and then to ran the woman at the finish line was like do you need a spray bottle it's like no i'm gonna run 20 more yards and jump into that big giant piece of the world's biggest piece of water <laughs> and i don't remember just floating around there and just feeling like oh my god that's probably the best physical feeling that, that i've ever had oh man yeah backpack free just floating in the ocean Right. Under the sun right. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was amazing, and they had beach showers. Oh were, yeah, yeah. So that was a, a, a unique. But I'm psyched for the Grand to Grand this year. Um, uh, I, I'm really. Um, it's gonna be hard, you know, a challenge to get there a little bit. But I have a, 
a friend of mine who, who did it last time come in, um, who didn't make it last time. And it's really the kind of reason that I only have two and a half under my belt because he was like, got a little shaky and hadn't really thought he's like a really like accomplished marathoner, but he uh, ran out of steam. You didn't have enough body fat. I'm like, dude, you have to bring some body fat. So yeah, his body has some calories to eat. Of course, like my, my, I, I, one good thing, one of competitive advantage is I eat a lot of good restaurants. So I have a lot of high quality, high calorie fat that I carry with me. But, uh, <laughs> so it's like, it was kind of unfortunate to, to not finish that time. And, um, I should have been a little bit more prepared to, to, you know, we had, should have had a succession plan, um, kind of. Kind of figured out because I, I didn't feel I could leave him in the condition that he was in, in although I should have. Um, and uh, so I'm really happy to get back and, and hopefully uh, make it through this time. Uh, you'll get it, it'll be a good year for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the um supported one, having a different workout schedule. Uh, you know, not being able to work out every day, but having the ability to do more longer workouts. I just figured it kind of makes it a little bit of a different dynamic from a fitness standpoint. I can't work out five or six days a week, but I can go for long workouts um, um, on the weekends. You know, I never would work out for four or five hours before I did the race. So I figured it'd be a little bit interesting to do it, do it that way. I think by about mile 20, I'd be like, dude, this, this is the way to roll. Yeah. Support it. Yeah. <laughs> six pounds with me, whatever. I think I'll be loving life. So oh, yeah, you're going to be stoked with that, especially of having or being able to compare it to the past couple times. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done the full, uh, the full unsupported. So I guess um, this is this will be good enough. Yeah, there so, you go. All right, All sounds right. good, JB. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah. All right, we'll talk soon.